Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us in another episode of the Meet Hope podcast. My name is Heather Mandela, and I am one of the pastors here at Hope. And today I am joined by Amanda Cavallari, who is our Tomorrow's Hope preschool director and soon to be our family ministry marriage and parenting coordinator. We are talking today about doing all the good you can. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, Heather. It's great to be here today. We're so glad you're with us. So we're talking about doing good because this is coming on the end of a recent series we've had talking about do good, do no harm, and staying in love with God, right? And that's what we as Christians believe, love God and love people. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the importance of doing good with kids. Sure. So tell us, why is it something that we continue to talk about with them? Well, it's so important because we are sharing the love of God. And so we want to start at the youngest age we can. So in the preschool, we start that really with the language we use with the kids and talking about thumbs up and thumbs down choices. I love it. And, you know, when you do something or say something or act in a certain way, is that thumbs up? You know, is that showing God's love or is that a thumbs down choice? And so we kind of brand use that to branch off everything else that we do. I absolutely love that. I think it's such a great way for kids to be able to tangibly Mm -hmm. attach a good decision and a poor decision and then to make the good decision. That's awesome. Right. And how do we turn a thumbs down choice into a thumbs up choice? Absolutely. That's just as important as recognizing that it's a thumbs down choice. (laughs) Um, So tell me a little bit more about the things that you do specifically at Tomorrow's Hope um, that encourage children to be doing good. Well, Besides the language and the choices, we try and do some tangible projects. So we pair with the food pantry. We talk about sharing kindness. We build a kindness tree and put hearts up for um, acts of kindness, words of kindness, um, so that they can see the tree grow and and how love just multiplies. One of my favorite things is when I can hear out my door a teacher pulling a, a little friend forward and saying, let's tell everybody what good you just did, right. you know, and how did you show love? And, mm-hmm. and that kid gets to say, hey, I helped my friend clean up their right. mess. And then they get, it gets hung on the tree and the whole class celebrates them. And wow, that is one of my favorite things. Um, I just think it is such an awesome, awesome opportunity for kids to be celebrated yes. when they're doing good stuff. Excellent. It's also one of the reasons why we do things on Sunday mornings, right? Right. So we have um, service Sundays once a month where we pick different external organizations that they support. And so Casey and Caitlin work really hard to make sure that students understand why we're doing good, that we are being the hands and feet of Jesus. And we Mm -hmm. can do that through organizations that um, that we partner with to help our larger community and really the world. Yeah. And I mean, these are all wonderful things, but I think when we're talking about doing good, we want to start it at home, yeah. right? It's it's so important that we introduce that idea in our own homes. And it's going to look different for their ages, right? Yes. So let's talk a little bit about preschoolers. Sure. All right. So tell me what's going on inside a preschooler's brain. So young children um, are very egocentric. <laughs> so all they can think about is themselves, yes. really. And that's okay. That's how they are built. So- yep. um, when we are working with 
that young of an age. We want to start with teaching them how to do good for themselves. Let's start it intrinsically before we can move it extrinsically. Mm. So what kinds of things can you do good for yourself? Well, you can put your clothes in the hamper at the end of the day. You can help set the table. You can throw the trash in the trash can. These are all little things that they can do that are good, that help to build confidence, that help to build a little bit of independence Mm. so that they can grow for themselves. Yeah. If you don't feel like you can do something for yourself, how can you possibly- do something for someone else. Exactly. And it's so important to remember that Mm. when we're working with little kids, especially that when we're asking them to do things, the product is going to look different (laughs) than if we are doing it for ourselves. Right. (laughs) And so that can be hard (laughs) because it can sometimes be a whole lot messier or take a whole lot longer. Should we choose to do the thing for ourselves? Right. And so we need to remember when we're asking a child to do something, that they are capable of doing that it may not come out the same. Yes, we're in training, right? We're we training them training. to be adults. And unfortunately, yes. that can be messy. It sure is. I was recently found a video on my phone, really old, because I was looking for a picture for a friend. Uh, my son was three. My daughter was about eight months old. Oh. She's in her high chair, and she was giving me the hardest time eating breakfast. So I put the bowl down on the table, and I walked away. And I come back about two minutes later, and there is my three-year-old feeding her. And... It was a total mess, right? And I don't know why, for some some reason, I picked up my phone and recorded him instead of my typical default, which is, you're making a mess, put it down, let me clean this up. But this particular time, I just recorded it, and he's feeding her, and she's giggling and going, mm, and there are prunes all Everywhere. over her face, all over her hands, all in her hair. But you know what? The smile on his face... He was so proud because he was doing good. I didn't ask him to do that. That just came from who he was. And those are the things that we want to be celebrating in our homes. Seeing them do these things, do good. Yeah, it's messier. Yeah, it takes a lot longer. But it's the product, the process that we want to celebrate. I love it. Yeah, in our house, when the kids were at like preschool and early elementary age, we had what we called the magic table, which was really just the dishwasher. Um, but they mm. could pull the dishwasher all the way down, put their cup or their bowl on it, and then pour water or milk or whatever they needed. And if it spilled, it went right in right. the dishwasher, you know, right. like because you're going to spill. And this way, I don't care, right? you know, but you get to do it. Right. Um, and yeah, so those are, it is letting them experience that success. Um, is huge because when we do something for a child that a child can do for themselves, they hear the message, I'm not capable. Right. I'm not good enough. And we want to empower them. Um, you are capable. You are good. And this is something you can do. And that can be exhausting as a parent. It can be. But we don't want to shut it down because we yeah. want to lead to them doing good for others. Yeah. So- They are um, egocentric and Mm -hmm. they are self-centered. And so by taking care of themselves first, we're teaching them and equipping them to then be able to translate that. And that's often going to happen somewhere around elementary school, right? Where they're understanding it. We can train them and equip them and give them opportunities to serve before that, but really for them to understand the fullness of it. Tell us a little bit about what happens in elementary school. Right. So elementary school, usually around second, third, fourth grade, depending on the child, they start to become more aware of the world around them. Mm. Other people, other 
communities. And it some ways can start to build a little anxiety too, mm. because they start seeing the hard things in the world, yeah. maybe the hard things in the news that they didn't notice before. And now it does build some, some anxiousness in them. Sure. Um, and so we can tap into that though, because doing good is a great way to combat some of those anxieties. Absolutely. Yeah. If you are really nervous um, because you're seeing other kids not getting along, but then mm-hmm. you are suddenly equipped to be able to be that kind friend to someone right. who's lonely, you are actually making a difference in the entire culture that that child's involved in. Sure. And and that's huge. Sure. And ultimately, you know, you multiply that and take that out into the world and, and you make a huge difference as that child grows mm-hmm. and becomes older and mm-hmm. they become that kid who looks out for those who are on the fringe. Right. You know, I have a daughter who loves animals and it's, she gets so sad of the, all the animals in the orphanages and who need homes and we visited. And so, you know, hey, let's bring them some food or let's, mm. let's do good for them. Yes. And how does that combat, you know, the yep. sadness? Let's you, you go know. and be a reader, you know, sit yes. outside the, sit outside the crate and we're going to read to the dogs right. because it helps the dogs and it helps the kids. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Lots of ways to do good, even in those areas that we're anxious about. Right. Yeah, we had um, you know, lots of discussion about the the war in the Ukraine and things like right. that. And, you know, so we went out and we bought a Ukrainian flag and we raised money and donated to a specific church in the Ukraine that we knew mm. was using those funds to take and feed people who's who had lost their homes. So there right. are ways that you can tap into those anxieties and fears right. and really minister through it. Right. And I mean, I'm thinking about the collection of the shoes mm. for people in need yep. and, and what a teaching opportunity that is for our own kids to say, hey, not all kids have shoes. Yes. Right. So what can we do? To do good for them. Yes. And your 14 pairs of flip-flops don't need to live in your closet. You probably need to. Right. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, I think that's excellent. Very good. So, and again, that understanding really starts to occur in in that elementary age, you know? And so then we get into our high school age and that's where mine are. So when I talk about the Ukrainian flag and the stresses around that, they're, mm-hmm. hi- they're actually out of high school. Um, so they are young adults. They are, you know, 18 and 20. And so for them, that's a very tangible thing that they can go out and be hands on with. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about what happens in the teenage brain. Right. So they start to go through some self-discovery, you know, um, do you see me? Do you hear me? They want to be seen. They want to be heard, but they're trying to figure out who they are and where they fit in this world. Mm. And, um, they start to see things in this world that might make them angry, right? And they don't know what to do with that. And so really it's our job as parents and as mentors to find those things that they are passionate about or angry about and help them channel that in positive ways. Yeah, and it's not always something that we're really familiar with. Right. Right? Their passions are not necessarily our passions at that age. Mm-hmm. We can guide those, you know, preschool and elementary passions, <laughs> yes. but by the time they hit high school, middle school, they are clearly minded of their own. Yes. And um, it can be challenging for some of us to always get on board and find healthy ways to support them. But it's so vital. Yes. So vital. And culturally, you know, we see it all the time with honors uh, society and things like that. Right. Right. Yes. Looking for those community service hours. Absolutely. So the schools are telling our students, hey, it's important to serve. Right. But in a different way Mm -hmm. than what we can teach in our own homes. Um, And so 
what I love to see is those kids who have been doing it. I can remember when both of my girls with Honor Society, they came home all panicked about the hours they had to do. Mm. And I'm like, guys, you already teach Sunday school. You help with vacation Bible school. You volunteer in the nurse. Like you have more hours. And they're like, that counts? That's just what we do. <laughs> like, yeah, that's service, guys. You got it, you know? So sometimes it's seeing. Yes, just noticing, oh, I'm already doing these things. I'm already doing good. Yeah. Right? That we don't need to build our resumes. We need to really build our hearts. Yes. And and looking for that good in ourselves and in others. Yeah. And that requires us to slow down. Mm-hmm. Right? Because how can you know what your kid is passionate about if the only conversations you're having is about homework and work? Right. Right? Like we've we've got to make room for those conversations and notice what those kids are really passionate about. And point out in them when we see it too. Yes. Yes. I think, I think that's great. And I think as we come to a conclusion, that's one of those things that I want to hold on to is pointing it out. So pointing it out in others, and sometimes we can't see it in ourselves. Right. You know, so yeah. ask a friend, hey, I'm really struggling with how I serve. What do you see? Where do you see me doing good? Um, and then to be able to say, well, that's just what I do. It's like, no, that's, <laughs> yes, but that's doing good. Um, yes. cause you'll find there's lots of ways out there that kids and parents alike are already doing good that we can celebrate. Absolutely. So we want to encourage you if you are listening on social media, drop us a note, tell us how you are doing good, how your kids are doing good and how we can come beside you and do good together. Amanda, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today about doing good. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to coming back and talking about my new role. That is going to be great. I can't wait. For those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great week. Thanks for being a part of the Hope community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.